Welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. Um, we are still here. Uh, I'm Jay, and this is John, and <laughs> we're coming to you finally. It's been like, what, a year? Uh, I mean, it kind of feels like it, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's The past two months have been the longest year of my life, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so sorry to all of our listeners that we have been um, absent. We uh, Life happens and sometimes it takes a lot of a lot out of you and you've got to take some time for yourself and chill out and regroup recollect and take a little break from things and then regroup so that's what uh john and i have been doing over the past i think it's been a month i think it's i think it's been a whole month uh so we're not we're not too far off from where we should be but once again we apologize john since it has been so long what uh Fill me in. What's what's been happening with you? Oh, fill you in. Um, in terms of like reading, watching, playing, um, COD launch. That's taken um, that's right. pretty much all of my video game uh, time. Um, I played because I pre-ordered it. I had a week of early access for the nice. campaign specifically. Nice. Uh, the campaign is is horrifying. It's so bad. Oh no. Um. There are things I like about it, but the base story itself is just like ick. Oh, that's unfortunate. So, isn't it though? Isn't yeah. It? Um, the multiplayer has been super fun. Um, it's all of the the OG Modern Warfare two maps. Mm. So the the nostalgia for that is really it's off the chart. Just because it's like these are these are maps that I played when I was a teenager, and now I'm getting to replay them again. But like. I'm not on an Xbox 360. I'm on a, a not. I'm on a, a middle mid range uh, gaming PC. I would call it. So it's it, the multiplayer has been very satisfying. It's definitely the uh, the jewel in the tarnishing crown that is Call of Duty at this point. Okay. Well, um, I mean, at the same time though, what a shout out though to a fantastic console and a isn't it though series of games that was by far some of the peak. best that has ever been released. Yeah, the what was it? The three year run of uh, Modern Warfare Two, mm-hmm. Black Ops, and then Modern Warfare Three. I feel like is gonna be for for a game that releases annually. That's impossible to beat. Yeah, that was especially peak. if you if you add that fourth year to be Black Ops Two. Like mm-hmm. whew, those were. So do you do you those, feel that we've days. gotten? <laughs> do you feel life was just easier in general back then? When you were not lying. <laughs> And, you know, and so do you think that we're far enough out now that that's something that they're probably going to wrap back around and kind of come back to something very similar to that? Because, I I mean, not to make you feel old, but that was that was a while ago. And a Mm -hmm. lot of the kids that are playing now were not even thought of at that point. Yeah. Or maybe. But like, well, Definitely it's, still in it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. So the original Modern Warfare 2 came out, I think it was 2009. So 14 years ago is when these were the cream of the crop. These were the, the new maps in the most current game. Um, so to that point, yeah, you know, it's something that maybe a lot of people didn't didn't grow up playing. 
But to that point, um, Fortnite recently relaunched their like 2020, 2021 BR map. They called it like OG Fortnite or, or something like that. So even a game that doesn't have kind of the the longevity of Call of Duty is still banking on that nostalgia. And for like for Fortnite, it paid off. Like they have their best numbers that they had in years mm. because they went back to a map that everybody knew. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's something to be said to it for sure. I just, I don't know. I, I have super mixed feelings about it because eventually you have to come up with something new. That's just, you can't bank on nostalgia on its own forever. No, that's, that's only going to last for so long, you know, case in point, Stranger Things. You know, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you can only you can only bank on that or lots of things on Netflix, I guess. Uh, you know, everybody wanted to jump on that 80s train and be like, oh, yeah, let's bring it back. And it's like, well, it, it can only work for so long. And then it's like it loses its. You know, I read somewhere actually that there's there's an actual brain chemistry thing that's going on with nostalgia. Um, it, well, and it, and it just what it does is it, it releases <laughs> dopamine because it, it brings back good memories. And so it it makes you feel good. And so that's why people are drawn to it. But I would imagine like most dopamine dumps after so long, it doesn't have the it same effect. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a drug to an extent. And we can, we can talk, actually, we will talk about this later. I imagine. Um, I feel like this is, this is the situation where the MCU is finding itself as well, mm. where it's like, you can only have so much built up nostalgia and goodwill before mm-hmm. you have to start standing on your own again and right. rebuilding what you had correct so i think it's it's definitely a turning point in entertainment media and hopefully with with the writer strike and the actor strike both over there can be just kind of like a joint realization of like we got to get back to making like new good stuff yeah let's get back to making movies right well excellent segue what not everything is is meant to be a movie though like if you can make a high quality miniseries make it make a high quality miniseries yeah and there's plenty of, of examples of that, too. Um, I mean, shoot, look at uh, what, what was the, the one about the, the fancy people in England in the big house? What was that one? Um, I wanted to just say the crown. <laughs> not yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. Um, well, you, you know which one I'm talking about. The, oh, they, I... But they... Uh, oh, uh, man, White I wish Lotus? I, no, it's like that's it's, not a miniseries. It's a mansion, and they're really fancy, really high class people. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. There we go. Okay. So, but like, look at that. Downton Abbey was such a huge hit. It was such a it was such a good show. So they say. I never watched it. Uh, that it it reached the point that it had its own movie that was released in theaters, and it did well. Mm-hmm. You know, so like well enough that they brought the show back for a season after that. Yeah, they did or like did they a, do a second movie. Season. Or maybe they did yeah. another movie. I don't know. That's a good. That, I, I don't know. I've I, never watched it. I've never seen I a friends single who love episode. It. More power to them. Like that's you like what you like. Yeah, I have watched The Crown though. That one's I actually really enjoy that one. Um, but I like history stuff. It's it's fun for me. But let's get back on track to the topic for today. Um, so today we are going to be reviewing the Marvels, um, and that is um, a movie that's a part of the MCU. 
and Mm -hmm. was released in theaters. Uh, We'll get more into what all that looks like later, but uh, just so that you are aware, listener, we are a very spoiler-heavy podcast, so we review everything and talk about everything as if you have already seen it, so just be prepared ahead of time if it's something that you don't want spoiled. I recommend pausing the show when we get to the review portion and going to watch the movie and then coming back, if you want to see it. Now, if you don't care, well, just we'll, we'll, we'll be happy to have you. <laughs> Um, so, but first up, we got some news and boy, do we. So first off, since we kind of started talking about video games, uh, from the very beginning, which by the way, um, guess who has an Xbox series S? Oh, it's not me. Um, so in the odds of guessing this right are going to be pretty high for the listener. <laughs> <laughs> Flip a coin. The odds are you're, you might, yeah, 50, 50, but yeah, I did. J- I Jay's ordered got it. the Scooby-Doo coin. JJ's got the Scooby-Doo coin of heads I win, tails you lose. <laughs> right. And um, I I ordered it actually yesterday, and it will be here tomorrow. Um, nice. And uh, it, I hopped on and saw that it was at a really low price at Walmart. <laughs> So I was like, I don't feel like this is going to get any lower. This is this is pretty low. So I went ahead and snagged. What was it, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, It was fifty dollars off. Nice. And then I already had a gift card to Walmart, so I got that much more off. Oh. Uh, And so I was like, yeah. I mean, I wanted the one terabyte originally, but then I was like, ah, with that amount of money that I've saved, I could buy more memory for yeah, you know, pretty cheap and. Well, and especially with Xbox, because Sony, I have my my PS4 on the desk here next to me. Sony is notorious for not playing well with others, Mm -hmm. uh, both with their Spider-Man movies, but also with their consoles. Um, Xbox, from my memory, does not have that problem. No. So you can, I don't know that you could just get any run-of-the-mill external hard drive and, and just plug and play, but there are enough, um, external hard drives that are branded with Xbox. Like, you can definitely get more memory than you know what to do with for sure and that's the kind of thing too that that commonly goes on sale you know yeah. that's one of those random things like when you like when like when, when they have the um amazon prime day and you hop on you're like all right gonna get oh. myself some discounted stuff and it's like oh here's some flip-flops and uh a pocket knife and oh and also some external memory drives it's like you know but then it yeah it's also like here's a three terabyte hard drive for the price of a 500 gig hard drive and it's like three terabytes is an incomprehensible amount of memory to me and i think i think i have that in my computer and it's like part of it one of my drives is almost full and i'm just like how Mm mm-hmm how did I do that? That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, you, that's, you're not wrong. That's a lot of stuff. But since we're talking about video games, WB Games has stated that the Wonder Woman video game, which some of you might remember was released. The trailer was the released. A Wonder Woman video game. Yeah, They, they I, released a trailer com- like two years ago. I feel very uh, Gandalf in Moria, and I have no memory of this place. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um... <clears throat> excuse me the um yeah uh it was actually funny enough we'll talk about this uh in just a second but um knights of the old republic that remake and then also this video game was like the, the talks about it was released at the same time okay and it was going to be their new thing that they were going to be working on after batman right because they finished up batman and they uh you know suicide squad um 
which is supposed to actually release in like February, right? Allegedly, they I haven't Allegedly. heard a thing about it since they said that, but Oh, I saw it on Twitter like last week. Did you Okay, they finally well, announced seen... like pre-order bonuses and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, good. Well, you've seen more about so, it than I have. Yeah. I mean, I'm still not going to get it, but No. But they uh <laughs> but that's their next big project and they have said that it will be a single player action adventure with an open world um not being designed as a live service. John, could you explain for a second what a live service is? To the best of my knowledge, I can. I'm not 100% confident. I understand that. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Um, anybody really knows exactly what it is. (laughs) Because even after reading it, I still didn't know what it was. Okay. Um, My reaction to that statement is... um, Actually, it's an example of another of another game. Um, so on the Xbox 360, the console we've previously talked about that we, we love and, and miss, um, there was this game called Titanfall. And Titanfall 1 was purely multiplayer. So it was, on, it was only online. You could only play, like, you could not play it offline. You could not play it with bots. You could not set it up to play locally. You... It, it had to it had to connect to the internet or that might have been that might have been destiny actually not titanfall because destiny has pve um anyway regardless there it what i would interpret the statement about the wonder woman game to mean is that you can play it offline correct is that it is a purely single player gaming experience and the only reason you would need to be online would be updates or like they'll they'll push cosmetics that's what games do these days so you would have updates like bug fixes, and then you would have updates to some type of in-game store. Um, but the the meat of the game itself, the actual gameplay, you can unplug your your system, your console, your PC from the internet if you so choose. Correct. And then in addition to that, it's also stating that the game will not change as it goes along, because that is something that will with a live service game. That's the other thing that will happen, too, is they'll add things to it. Sometimes it'll look different. um, And so that's something that will not be changing either. It's going to stay the same game uh, from beginning to end. So um, will it be good? It's made by the same people that did uh, the Arkham series, so... Okay, but which Arkham games? Because there are four? From my understanding... And they were not all done by the same team? That's correct. From my understanding, it's the um, Arkham... The the OG three. Asylum and City? Asylum, City, and Night. So you don't consider Origins as, as OG, even though it's the third of the four? I do not. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. It, I haven't finished, I never <clears throat> finished Origins or Night. It so. was too different. I mean, yeah. Uh, it it was, was too not Arkham City for me. Yes, that too. <laughs> it felt like a step backwards. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's not a fair fight though, because Arkham City is a, it, it is a near perfect game, even all of these years later. It is, you're right. Um, <clears throat> Staying in video game, Realm Control 2 is in development. That was announced the other day, which I'm very excited about that. I've played the first one. Um, It was one of those random independent games that came out that was like very um, heavy story driven, um, you know, very contained, but, um, you know, had a lot of, it was one of those games where as you're playing, like you pick up like files and things like that. And the, it's one of the, it's one of those games I played that like, sometimes I enjoyed exploring and reading those, the lore files that explain the universe. Like I enjoyed doing that. Like it was fun. Yeah. And so I will welcome a second one of that. As long as it's good. 
Yes. Like you you were talking about Control setting a very high bar for a sequel. It did. And that's that's always the risk to me cuz I feel like for for every like Arkham City famously a very good sequel you get something like, and I know this is not really a fair comparison, um, something like Portal 2, yeah, yeah. where it's like, it's it's fine, it's a game, but Portal was such a, like, not truly paradigm-shifting FPS, but it's like a first-person shooter puzzle game. Yeah. And it's just one of those, like, it reinvented the wheel, what can you do in a sequel? It's not going to live up to that. No. So it's it's definitely the type of situation where it's a sequel that has to be done well. Mm-hmm. And I have sure. a lot more faith in an in an independent developer doing that than I do a AAA company cuz I mean <laughs> AAA studios are just pumping out games. They do not care. No, they're strictly in it for the money. They're not in it for the love of it. Um Knights of <laughs> for the, the Old love Republic of the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic remake is officially dead. I missed that memo, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, they they have said that that is no more. That is not happening. Um, that was from discussing film. I think is what who puts who put that out. Um, so there there is uh, there it is not happening. Which John and I had already talked about that, and that we were pretty sure it wasn't happening. Um, yeah, just because the abrupt shifting of studio and and knowing that they were like did we read that it was like 60 percent done or something like it was pretty far into development and i i remember hearing it was like 60 percent funded but they had only completed like 20 percent of the game like they had okay. already spent way too much budget on what they had done mm. and that's what initially pumped the brakes yeah it's really sad because that was something you and I were both looking forward to and something that you and I were like, okay, we might need a PlayStation five for this. Yeah. That's there's an aspect of like, I'm kind of relieved that it's been shelved because that's, I don't have to worry about trying to source a PS five, even though Spider-Man two for all accounts is incredible. Ragnarok is supposed to be very good. Mm -hmm. And those are games that have not made it to PC yet. So and won't for what years. another three years <laughs> probably yeah um shifting from the video game realm to uh tv um the terminator anime is coming to netflix in 2024 the the what yeah you heard that right a terminator anime it's gonna be it a show work. um i i think it could be incredible i'm yeah i'm here for it i'm definitely gonna be checking it out um to me, there's, you know, like like we've said with a lot of things with animation, there's so much more you can do. And so I think it has potential to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. The trailer's pretty it, it's, cool. Okay, I, don't, I haven't seen the trailer. It, it has to come down to the plot. Yeah. It, like, does the plot work? Right. And then, I mean, that's that's what's going to make or break something like that to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the spinoff series that they've had before, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, that was actually really good, too. So, yeah, that's... You know, it it's got potential there. Yeah. It's a it's a universe well, that has a lot of things to it. Yeah. And I mean where we are as a society right now, anything that you can put AI as the villain, like more of that please. Yes. We, we need to do more things culturally to pump the brakes on artificial intelligence. Absolutely. <laughs> um so since today's topic is about the MCU, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's happening, a lot of moving pieces. It feels like, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I keep coughing. I'm 
we we put up the Christmas tree yesterday and decorated mm. the house. And I think bringing everything in from the garage like got dust everywhere. And yep. so I've been hacking and coughing and stuff for all day today. It's been rough. Um, Captain America: New World Order is going through extensive reshoots. What does that mean? My, cur- my curiosity with that is how far along their process were they when Jonathan Majors, all of that stuff hit the fan. Yeah. Was was the Kane character going to be involved at all? And when the strikes kicked off. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are the variables to me in movies that were in production when the strikes started. Yes. Um so I I don't want to read too much into movie X or movie Y has to make this or that change right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will, uh, because, because it's, it's a logical conclusion to make. Um, I'm worried about like every movie now, just cause like if it's bad, they're going to stop making movies. Yeah. Well, let's it let, I'm going to skip down to the delays. Um, so Marvel delays Deadpool three has been moved to July 26th of next year. Which is just like a two-month delay. Yeah, right? it was not, originally May. Yeah, so it's not yeah, that not big of a delay. Uh, Captain America Four has been moved to February fourteenth, twenty twenty-five. So that means next year. Gross. We're only getting one Marvel movie next year, and it's probably not. Is it? It's not still Blade, is it? No, it's Daredevil or uh, not Daredevil, Deadpool. Deadpool. Oh, you, you, you literally just said that. That's all right. That's all right. <sighs> I, I haven't added mentally. I haven't added Deadpool to the MCU yet. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. It it it's weird to say that out loud. To say yeah, Deadpool's in the MCU. What? No, no, he's yeah. not. Um. So he that is the only movie MCU movie coming out next year is Deadpool. So weird. that's that is weird. What is the show release calendar like though? I don't know. Echo Echo comes out we're getting, in February. That trailer looked brutal. Yeah, it did. Like this, it's the first. It's the first TVMA show that we're getting on Disney Plus, and they definitely heard all of the criticisms of "We want our Netflix shows back." And that's an interesting story alone, right there, because Echo originally was going to be eight episodes or seven, mm-hmm. eight or seven. Now it's only five. And if you're going to give me the option of eight okay episodes or five dang good episodes, I'm right there with I'll you. take five. Yep. Uh, and they're they're releasing all of them at the same time. It's not going to be a weekly thing. I, I love that. Yeah, I do too. I so we I think we'll, we'll also talk a little bit about Loki in this in this episode as well. And I, for the first time, completely waited until a Disney Plus show had fully released, Mm -hmm. and I binged it. I watched all of Loki back to back. Like, I watched it in one sitting. Wow, that's impressive. Um, Because those were long episodes, too. They were all an hour. They were. (laughs) It was... (laughs) I would do it again, but, like, I would take more breaks. Um, I would absolutely do that again, though, is is the big takeaway. Mm. Like, the weekly releases, to me, is not getting eyes on the product anymore. I yeah, I can agree to that. So uh, Captain America four has been delayed to February 14th, 2025. Fantastic four has been uh, pushed back to May 2nd, 2025. Thunderbolts has been moved back to July 25th, 2025. And John's face is perfect for everything. Thunderbolts. (sighs) 
by the time Thunderbolts release, they'll have to recast Ross again. Harrison Ford is oh, not immortal. Yeah. And then Blade is no has been pushed canceled. to November 7th, 2025, and <laughs> has will be rated R. Yes. There's there's no world you can make a Blade movie that's PG-13. No, not it, at all. It does not exist. So, wait. So does that mean, have they said Deadpool is going to be rated R? Oh, oh, I don't know that they have confirmed Because this announcement way. didn't even mention that. Hmm. I feel like they were. We might have to do. There was something else that. that MCU did. There was something else that MCU did that should have been rated R and wasn't. And I feel like they were waiting Multiverse to see how that madness, was going to go. It? You are correct. Yeah, they they pulled that off as PG thirteen pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, but they definitely pushed the envelope. I think so. If it's if it's not Deadpool three, then I, I can't see another movie between that and Blade that would take the first R crown. I don't think so. Um, now all of that has been pushed back. Okay, now the questions start coming up, the theories start coming up, the conspiracies start coming up. Like, why Why is this happening? Why is everything being delayed? Why is everything being pushed back? There are some very strong rumors. Normally, I don't like to talk about rumors on this show, but I feel like this mm-hmm. is one that should be discussed. There's a very yeah. strong rumor that Kang is going to be phased out and that... Um, there are further rumors saying that Marvel is going to be bringing back former characters from past MCU movies, including but not limited to Black Widow and Iron, Iron Man. Man and possibly Captain America. I have read some of those same rumors, um, and they were tied to whatever the plot of the Big Avengers movie would have been. Yeah. Um, as a direct, like, they will be brought back as a plot device, and not necessarily, like, to be brought back into the MCU long term. Um, I still think they have the perfect get-out-of-Kang-free card, though, and it's it's Doctor Doom. Yeah, which is one that we've discussed several times yeah it's it's dr doom or avengers versus x-men as the big marquee movie yeah what um what i would like to see and to me it makes the most sense is go ahead and keep working up to king dynasty do your king dynasty movie but shatter everybody's expectations of that movie and at the very end king gets killed off by dr doom yeah and then every single hero, like you hear like the record stop and everybody turns and is like, oh, oh, no, this is <laughs> this is the guy that we got to fight. Yeah. He just took every the- single Kang out in one snap. Oh, no, not another snap. We've we've seen that well, movie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe not a snap. <laughs> a, a hand clap. <laughs> that would be very that would be very Von Doom, actually. Garcon. <laughs> the Doom bots. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, did you, you saw the rumor about the Fantastic Four, right? Um, is that in your rundown? About who's going to be playing Doom? The rumor of who has been cast as Reed Richards. I didn't put that down just because I don't like it. I hate it. I do too. I hate it so much. So again, for, for our listener and or viewer information, the rumor, and apparently the very strong rumor that has been reported as near fact, uh, is that Pedro Pascal has signed on to be Reed Richards. And I'm a huge Pedro Pascal fan. Um, I've loved him in everything I've seen him in, including Wonder Woman 1984, which is an abysmal, horribly bad movie. 
Um, I hate him as Reed Richards. Oh, yeah. And that's not, it's not just as a reaction to, I loved John Krasinski as Reed Richards. I did. It's a separate emotion. It's a, I'm fatigued by Pedro Pascal. (laughs) It's, it's partially that, but that's not even the main thing for me. The main thing for me is Fantastic Four is going to be one of the cornerstones of Marvel Entertainment going forward. You have to bank young. Yeah. You can't you can't grab somebody because they're topically popular now. You have to gamble on, if not John Krasinski, right? You have to gamble on somebody like Austin Butler and say, can he pull it off? He will be the one of the faces of Marvel for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. God, I don't think Pedro Pascal is that guy. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I agree. I, um, it's just, for me, it's more that he is just in everything now, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's up there with, uh, um, Chris Pratt, you know, Chris Pratt, Mm. they've put him in every, like, I just saw the newest trailer that they released for Garfield. I had no idea that Chris Pratt was going to be voicing Garfield. And it's not like he's, does he sound a lot like Mario? He just sound, well, no, he doesn't sound quite like Mario, (laughs) but he's just, he just, it's, it's Chris Pratt. Like it's just Chris it's Pratt a me, uh, voicing Garfield. A cat. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's just I, it's very clearly Chris Pratt, and so yeah. I just I don't know. I, I, I like him. I like him as an actor. He's a great actor. I like Pedro Pascal yeah. too. He's a great actor too. But it's just having it. We're just I'm seeing them too much, and I'm like, let's just yeah. back off. In fact, let's just go ahead and and jump down to this one. Um, the live-action Legend of Zelda movie has been confirmed, and it's going to be directed by Wes Ball, who did Maze Runner. And, you know, of course, everybody is already talking about their rumor of who's going to play live-action Link, and somebody's already said Chris Pratt. That's, <laughs> like, oh, man. I'm like, please, no, don't even say that. Like, don't put the idea in their head. Do you want to know why I think a Legend of Zelda live-action movie is destined to fail? Because nobody asked for it? Like I mean, That's also true. <laughs> um, Link, Link famously says no words. No words. At all. Except ever. for the one cartoon that they made. And he does have words in that, but we, we don't include that. Like, canonically, throughout all of the Legend of Zelda, the most you get out of Link is like, Hiya! Yeah, the the up B on Smash Brothers is the most expressive he is in all of in all of gaming. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I it's nonsensical to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It um when when they first announced the movie, my whole thought my whole my thought immediately went to like Super Mario Brothers, where it's animated. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, that makes sense. It still wouldn't work, but yeah. I mean, I, I would like it better than a live action. Yes, undoubtedly. You know, I think a live action can work if you didn't make it like a Zelda movie or Zelda game. But like, it's very, it's it's a kid's game. So like, how do you, I don't know. Well, they have to, they have to envision it more in the style of the like GameCube and beyond, right? The, the distant third person camera. Yeah. Because if you're looking at it, like the, like the old school Legend of Zelda, the top down, <laughs> the whole dungeon, movie is filmed top down. <laughs> if there's. At this, like I'm ridiculing this concept, right? But if if there's a l- not 
a top-down dungeon scene in a Legend of Zelda movie, fans will riot. <laughs> as bad and as corny as that will be, it has to be in there. And at some point, he runs full charge with his little sword, like, top view. Into a you wall. just see the sword, like, sticking out, and he runs into a wall and bounces off. Yeah. That's it has that, to happen. That has to happen at some point. <laughs> that's gonna be so dumb. <laughs> But, yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Ah, what are they doing, John? They didn't ask us, that's for sure. Yeah, they, they absolutely did not ask us. Like Now, we're complaining about all this live-action stuff. Something that I think they're actually getting right this time is February 22nd next year, Avatar The Last Airbender, the live-action series on Netflix, is released. And sorry, I have I have the most mild like I I have famous not I guess infamously at this point never actually sat down and watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. But even I have like entertainment PTSD from the M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, that was just a bad movie. Period. You didn't have to know Avatar to know that that was a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, that um I don't know. I was nervous at first because I was like they've tried this once and it failed miserably mm -hmm. so why are we trying this again the character posters were, were released i was super impressed and they're flawless yeah they're great and then the trailer came out and then i was sold i was like all right yeah i think this is actually going to be really good uh from everything i've been told netflix netflix anime made live action so far like they did one piece i've heard nothing but good things about one piece i haven't watched it yeah but i've heard nothing but good things um, well, and there's a trailer out for a live-action Yu Yu Hakusho, which is a show I remember watching when I was a child, but I don't remember. So it, it has my attention for sure. The trailer looked really good. There you go. So they, yeah. obviously they know what they're doing with that. So that's great. Yeah. But it makes me excited for the future of that. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I think the only other thing is Fantastic Four Direct. Uh, this just kind of caught my attention and, and kind of made me nervous. Um as Fantastic Four and where to find them. Fantastic Four director Matt Shockman, Shakeman, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, says that his work on Always Sunny in Philadelphia will strongly influence his work on the Marvel movie. How? I. It's going to be funny. What is What is the overlap there? It's going to be dry humor, inappropriate humor. Reed Richards is not known to being funny. Reed Richards, played by Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> so who would who would that make Charlie Day? Would he be the Human Torch or the Thing? <laughs> make him Sue Storm. Just to... no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh man! If we're going the comedy direction, you might as well. If you're going for the comedy direction, you're making Danny DeVito the Invisible Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, why? <laughs> uh, so if you weren't uh, already nervous for the MCU. <laughs> this might be the thing that pushes you over. Uh, I, I've never even seen an episode of Sunny either. I tried to watch it. I got through maybe the first season and I was just like, this is just too much. It was, yeah, it was, it was trying to me. It almost felt like it was trying too hard. Um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but it almost felt like Seinfeld meets The Office, like the feel of it. That's a really rough combination because those are both shows that either you really like them or you really don't. Mm -hmm. But that's I think that's the closest thing I can compare it to. And I just didn't care for it. It just wasn't my wasn't my thing. Yeah. But um, anything else? Any other thoughts before we move on to Loki? Um, Not really. Um, 
I, a couple of weeks ago, uh, definitely a couple of weeks ago by the time this episode, well, this episode's supposed to come out tomorrow, regardless, um, my dad texted me and he was like, hey, real quick, I know you, you more have your finger on the pulse of this than I do. What is a movie that is in theaters right now that you think your mother and I would like? And I looked at Showtimes in in the area Five where they live, and I was genuinely I was just like I don't know, man. There's just not a lot out right now. Yeah, and they ended up. I ended. Up, I was like, if you're like tied to the idea of going to watch this movie, then here's the one that I think you will like the most. I would not like it because I know my taste, but I know my taste is different enough from yours. You would probably like it, and. The day after they saw the movie, they they called me, or my, my dad called me, and he was like, yeah, you were right. You would have hated this movie. And <laughs> for us, it was fine. I sent them to go see a musical that I didn't know was a musical. Oh. So when the first song started, they were just like, oh, it's a musical. <laughs> but all of, all of that little anecdote to say, like, there's got to be better movies coming out eventually, man. <laughs> It's, it'll be here eventually, I I hope. It is just such a dead period right now. It is. There hasn't been, for me anyway, there hasn't been much excitement at the movies in a long time. Yeah. Like, I think the last Spider-Man movie was the most excited I was for a movie. That's fair. I've been excited for movies since, but that's definitely like, like, I waited to see the, I saw the Marvels yesterday. It was a week after release. And big picture MCU, like that is unheard of for me to wait a week to see an MCU movie. Hmm. Oh, I guess, I guess, uh, across the Spider-Verse, um, or beyond the, no. Yeah. Across Across was the sequel. Yeah. I guess that one, that was this year, wasn't it? My gosh. I think it was. This has been a long year. I don't know. (sighs) I'm telling you, man, the past two years have been the longest year. The past two months have been the longest year of my life. (laughs) Yeah. I, it was, it was that one was that was I was really excited about that one. That's right. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's jump into Loki then. Um, season two. All right. Um, so I think if I had if I had gone to Wikipedia, they would have the the standard two to three to four sentence uh, episode summary that they do for for season episodes. But when I go on Google, they have one sentence teasers, and that's what I'm going with here. Perfect. Uh, so, Jay, is your preference to do episode by episode or all episodes and then talk about it big picture? Let's do um, all episodes and then talk about a big picture. Okay. Uh, season two, episode one, Ouroboros. Loki finds himself lost to time and torn, quite literally, between past, present, and future. Season 2, Episode 2, Breaking Brad. (laughs) With the TVA on the verge of a temporal meltdown, Loki and Mobius will stop at nothing to find Sylvie. Season 2, Episode 3, 1893. Loki and Mobius go on the hunt to find everyone's favorite cartoon clock as they try to save the TVA. Season 2, Episode 4, Heart of the TVA. As the TVA's loom nears catastrophic failure, Loki... Oh, wait, no, sorry. The TVA's loom nears catastrophic failure, but Loki, Mobius, and Sylvie have a He Who Remains variant. Season 2, Episode 5, Science Slash Fiction. Loki traverses dying timelines in an attempt to find his friends, but reality, capital R there for no real reason... Uh, is not what it seems. And Season 2, Episode 6, Glorious Purpose. Loki learns the the true nature of glorious purpose as he rectifies the past to save the future. Mm. Man, 
I, I'm going to say something that might shock a lot of people, but Loki is the best character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ooh, that's tricky. He's definitely had the most development, but it's easy to say because he's been, at this point, he has been around not the longest, but he's been the most active. Yeah, I mean, 15 years. Because, I mean, who, who's been around longer? Thor. I guess been around the same amount of time. Thor, Thor has probably been yeah the same Hawkeye. amount of time. Because mm, Hawkeye, well, Hawkeye had a had a cameo in Thor. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. But, but he wasn't even credited, anymore. so that doesn't count. Yeah. Well, he's not around anymore either. So Loki might be the longest running character. Yeah. Well, and he's hmm. he's had an unanticipated amount of screen time. Oh yeah. Probably in no in no small part due to Tom Hiddleston. The actor who plays the character is is remarkable. Yeah, um, I believe it was season one when they were filming season one. Tom Hiddleston knew his character so well that in season one, he there were actually certain parts of of filming that he actually corrected the writing and said things like Loki wouldn't do something like this, and he actually changed what happened in the show at certain yeah, points. That's so cool because he knows the character so well. Like that's. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's the same type of thing that we praised Henry Cavill for on The Witcher. Yeah, right. When when the star of the show is the... I mean, we, we say this every time there's an adaptation. There needs to be someone on staff who is just like, just pointing at the book. Nope, nope, would have been different. This is how they did it. Yeah. They, like, that person needs to be on every adaptation. And for Loki, that person, as you were describing it, was Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. So that was, he was Loki. He is Loki. Mm-hmm. And so this character, I loved, you know, wh- one thing I didn't like about the first season, and they, they kind of correct, they corrected it by the end of the first season, but the, the character development that we see of Loki up until the point that he dies in Infinity War, um, like that character development there was incredible. You were like, wow. And, and when he died, you were like, that was actually like a worthy death for Loki. Like the fact that he turned his character around that much to where he he died trying to save everyone. Like that's incredible. Yeah. And then he then a a variant of him gets away. Well, now this variant hasn't been through all the stuff that our original Loki had been through. But then what happens is is he basically catches up, plays catch up and gets to see what he another version of himself did and it changed him and it, you know, really affected him. And so by the end of the first season, his character had changed pretty drastically. You know, he was back to that same Loki that we knew right before he died. Yeah. And then this season just expands upon that and, you know, puts in a few more different quirks. Like he can now, like he's now, you know, jumping through time um, and all that kind of stuff. And short round shows up and like... It's just, it's, that's such an unfair way to describe that, that thing though. Cause didn't he just win an Oscar? Yeah, he did. (laughs) Man. Good for him. But to me, he will always be short round. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. I, I will concede the point. But, uh, I loved, I loved this season. I love this character. Um, like whoever the writers were for this season, they need to hire them on to start writing for lots of things. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that's also, it, it echoes my point earlier of everything does not have to be a movie. Because if you try to slam this all into one movie, even what's the, the longest MCU movie is is No Way Home, right? Somewhere around three hours, give or take. Mm, or was it Endgame? Was it Endgame right at three hours? Oh, man, if only I had a machine where I could ask all of my dumb questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, remember the days that we actually just sat around and argued about it, and then eventually, uh, like... Endgame is three three hours, two minutes. Okay. No Way Home is the sixth longest. Hmm. If you were to guess the, uh, the top five longest of an MCU movies, what would you guess? Endgame, Infinity War... Uh, it's number five. Um, and as you just pointed out, No Way Home. Sixth. Ah, wow. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. Civil War? Seventh. Oh man. By a minute. Oh, the long really? One came out. One came out earlier this year and I love it. Two came out and they're th- two of the most forgettable MCU movies. Ant-Man? No. I don't know. Number 4 at 2 hours 29 minutes, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh. It didn't number feel three like it was at, that long. Exactly. That's what makes it such a masterpiece. Um number 3 at 2 hours and 37 minutes, Eternals. Hey, oh, remember gosh. that movie? <laughs> Yeah, hey, apparently the that... MCU doesn't because they still haven't acknowledged that there's a giant robot coming out of plot them. hole. There's a giant plot hole coming out of the planet. Huge plot hole, and nobody um, has addressed it. And number two at two hours and forty one minutes, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Oh, yeah. Wow. So anyway, all of that that, that tangent better. aside, that is all to say, if you try to slam Loki season two into even the longest MCU movie at three hours long. You can't do it. No. There's not a whole lot of like, they're, they're, in a season that is six episodes, you cannot get away with one of them being filler, Mm-mm. which is pr- part of the problem with previous MCU shows where they did. Mm-hmm. They had multiple episodes of filler and it did not work. Mm-hmm. So there's no filler. Every episode start to finish is, is meat. There is something happening. So it's... <sighs> But it's also the, the the warning that I would give, and this is unilaterally whenever you watch anything, don't tr- try to go into it with muted expectation because I waited until the end of the show until episode six had already been had already been out for a couple of weeks actually. Um, no, it was like a couple of days. I watched it last Sunday. Um, and people on on Twitter on my Twitter at least were saying like this is the best MCU show. This is incredible. The way this the way this season ends is amazing. And it was exclusively good things. So I go into the show expecting a ten, mm. and I personally I don't feel like I got a ten. And it took away from how good it actually is mm. because I expected it to be better. Okay. So that's funny that you say that because I had the complete opposite experience. So I I went in with very, very high expectations because I enjoyed the first season so much. Like, I remember when it came out and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really great series. Uh, see, uh, well, at that point, we didn't know if there was going to be another season. And so I was like, okay, this was good. Like, I enjoyed this a lot. It was a lot of fun. Um, I've always liked Loki anyway. So having him have his own series, like, it just made sense to me. And um, so really that first season I went in with no expectations and came out with like, this is incredible. Second season, I had those same expectations. I was like, okay, last season was really good. I want another really good season. And they met it for me. I loved it. Um, 
couldn't get enough of it. I did the same thing where I waited until it was all out. And unfortunately, because of my job, I have to, I try to get in bed like at 10 at the latest. And like, it was really hard to go to bed at 10 o'clock every night. Cause I was like, can we, can we please do one more episode? But you know, they're all an hour long. So it was like, Oh, I'm going to be up till 11 or, Oh no, this will put me up till 1030. Like, what do I do? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so spoilers for the end. Should we go ahead and, and reveal it? We can. Yeah. So all this time stuff is going and Loki through this entire process, Loki has made friends. Loki has people that he cares about and he's never really had that before. Um, or at least this version of him. And so he has friends. And what happens is, is the timeline starts to break apart. Well, because everything is breaking apart, the timelines are starting to disappear and he's losing his friends in the process. And so he spends literal decades time traveling to try to save the whole TVA so that his friends can stay because he doesn't want to lose them. And he thinks he's got it and it still doesn't work. And then it dawns on him. He figures it out with the help of Kang, but he figures it out. He has to be the one to go out there. He has to be the one to tame time and put time back in the place that it should be. And so Loki goes out of this place that's starting to basically explode and, and explode into nothingness. And he goes out there and grabs the different strands of time. And he has, and now he is the one essentially Loki is now the one holding the entire MCU together. That is Loki's mm -hmm. purpose now. Um, yeah. But he has ended in the very same way that was his worst fear, which he has ended up completely alone. But he's doing it for the sake of his friends. Yeah. The That is how you write a character, people. Uh-huh. <laughs> the... The imagery of the final scene in particular, where he's on the, on the, it's not really a catwalk, but it's kind of a catwalk. Yeah, it's basically. Um, and the, the costume, I guess, that he has is disintegrating because of, uh, I think they called it like cosmic radiation like, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. something, whatever. And it, it gradually turns into, you know, the, the Loki horns, but they're smaller, but they're dark. And he's, he's becoming, I think in, in the comics, he has a role called the God of Stories. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is the, the role that he takes at the end of the show. And as he, as you see him coming to grips with, I've made this decision, this is what I have to do. By the time he's sitting down and time reorients from, from a linear, like a left to right, to becoming each strand has built into becoming a tree. Mm -hmm. By the time that all settles, it is one of the more powerful singular moments. Um, absolutely of of the MCU shows, but I would argue of the MCU past season, like if you take out Avengers movies, mm -hmm. it's probably top five. Yeah, yeah, it's it's up there as one of the greatest moments that we've seen so far. From you go all the way back to the first Iron Man, like all of this together has really, yeah, it was, yeah, it was incredible. And then just to think like now going forward, anytime I see any sort of Marvel, anything, my thought is just going to go back to Loki's the one holding this all together. Mm -hmm. Like that's there. There's some stuff I wish he'd let go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There that's is. who we that's there who we need to be writing is. to now is we need to be getting Dear the attention Loki of Loki and Kevin Feige please stop it <laughs> 
Oh man. But yeah, it was, um, it's on Disney plus. I highly recommend watching it. If you didn't watch the first season, watch the first season too. It's so, so good. You're not going to be disappointed. Um, plus the first season was just hilarious with all the different versions of Loki. That was fantastic. Mm, At at the end. Yeah. (laughs) I loved that. It was fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Mm. So out of, I, I'm losing track of all the MCU shows to try to do it in a in a ranking type of type of system. Oh yeah, me too. So I think I just want to do like a one to ten. Um, for me personally, I would say it's start to finish. It's an eight five, but the ending is a ten. Mm. Ending is definitely a ten. Um, I think this is because most likely I this is the series. Like this is the whole series, season one and two. Um, okay. So I would say the series as a whole, I would put it as a nine. Uh, but the ending, okay. The ending most definitely is a ten. Like that is to me, like it's up there with. And, and I know a lot of people didn't like the way that Iron Man left the MCU, but or even How Captain can you America. Not? It was perfect. I there are I have heard people complain about it, but we won't get into that. But <laughs> some characters, some characters have had a perfect send off. Um, and you know, Captain America, great send off. Iron Man, fantastic send off. Loki, another really good send off. So they that that it's it's good stuff, man. Go check it out. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we do we do have the next Marvel Disney Plus show on the horizon already. We do. Uh, what if is coming out at Christmas? That's right. And then after that is uh, Echo, uh, which will have the new uh, Marvel logo. Uh, Marvel Spotlight is the I don't know what they're calling it. Studio, I guess. Do you? Do you think that's just what they're doing in the same way that like the the uh, Max comics are the ones that have the more gratuitous violence? Potentially, so that what could they, just be. Well, what what I have read is is that Spotlight is that is their more grounded heroes. So going forward, okay. all of their more grounded heroes that are kind of fighting more at the street level, they're going to be under that banner of Spotlight. Okay, so I mean, Daredevil is obviously going to be the most notable of those. Yes, definitely. Because, I mean, we'll... And honestly, would, I would, would think... Hawkeye, would Hawkeye be considered that because he's absolutely. an Avenger? Well, but I would he's... put him under Spotlight, yeah. Okay. Or even, um, I would even say, like, Moon Knight as well. Oh, I don't know about that. I feel like Moon Knight, there's too much, like, Magic. weird cosmicness to Moon Knight. Yeah, that's Because true. when you say grounded heroes, to me, part of that is also grounded in an aspect of reality. And also, like, and no, no, like, official superpowers. Like, more like... I, I would say that, skill. yeah kind of deal yeah fighting yeah not not grand scale smaller scale yeah but that's a slippery slope though because like luke cage is absolutely a grounded hero but he has powers he does so like how do you how do you truly define that yeah i don't know all right now moving on to some definitely cosmically powered heroes though definitely the the marvels the marvels do you like the way i put the s there at the end because sometimes there was just one Marvel, but other times there was more than one Marvel. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes there were plural. Yes. Um, so some quick fun facts about this movie. Um, if you I hope at least one f- of these facts is actually fun. Yeah, I don't know if this is a fun fact, but uh, <laughs> opening weekend domestically for this movie was $47 million. That's the lowest in That's MCU history. And in addition... Um, the Marvels catered, oh, cratered, excuse me, 
wrong wrong word there cratered 79 percent for its second weekend so it dropped in viewers 79 percent which makes it the biggest second weekend drop in the history of the marvel cinematic universe that means morbius did better in its second weekend than the Marvels. Morbius isn't MCU. It's not, but it dropped, it only dropped 71% in its viewership for the second weekend. Mm, I don't know. It's, the Marvels is, is a significantly better movie than Morbius, and the Marvels is not a great movie. Like, it's not great, and it still blows Morbius out of the water to me. Well, let's, um, John, what, what is a summary for, <laughs> for the Marvels? Um, so this is, it? before we get super into it, um, Ugh. I couldn't find a, a succinct, uh, synopsis or, or summary. So this is kind of that teaser, um, that teaser plot that comes out before the movie comes out. So there's not a whole lot really here. Um, Carol Danvers, AKA Captain Marvel has reclaimed her identity from the tyrannical Kree empire and has taken revenge on the Kree's supreme intelligence. But unintended consequences see Carol shouldering the burden of a destabilized universe. When her duties send her to an anomalous wormhole linked to a Kree revolutionary, her powers become entangled with that of Jersey City superfan Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, and Carol's estranged niece, now saber astronaut Captain Monica Rambo. She never gets a name by the end of this movie, and that bothered me so much. So much. And she has a, like... like She has a name. She is Photon, right? right? Yeah. Why didn't and, they and call it, her never, Photon? Never once. Um, pro, like, there are some really horrible things about this movie. Um, one, the villain is bad. Well, in the, in her the motive, villain is, is bad. The motive, it's space balls. To a T, Yeah. <laughs> It genuine it, no, it's he's not even lying. I'm not the whole the anomalous wormhole from the plot summary is the the Cree revolutionary who has a Cree names are, are horrible and I hate them all. Uh her name is Dar Ben. Um she what she does is she opens up wormholes from one planet back to the Cree home planet of Hala and she's stealing their atmosphere. She's stealing their breathable air. It genuinely is the Spaceballs plot. Yeah. But like she's written so poorly. She is a one track bad villain. Yeah, you completely forget about her by like the second act. You're like, oh, yeah. wait, who was that? There's there's an inevitability to we know the good guys are going to win, the bad guys are going to lose. There's always that in these movies. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, it's like a Law & Order episode, right? Like, Law & Order is going to win at the end. But the, she's just bad. It, her She's written poorly. I've never seen this actress. Uh, fun fact. Actually, fun fact. This actress is engaged to Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> what? Who, the actress who plays Darben is engaged to Tom Hiddleston. Well, that is one of these things. Not is on not your like bingo card? <laughs> well, one of them has a well-written character. I have never seen her in anything else, so I cannot comment on how I think she is as an actor. Um, the, the villain is horrible. And there's a planet they go to in the middle of the movie. It's called Aladna. And these people communicate via song. No. And they no, do they a don't. musical number. And they do a musical number. We did not we did not need that. We have never needed that. No. Nope. It was so it took out me there. out of the movie. Yes. Like so much of, of Love and Thunder did. Where it's like, this is bad and I hate it. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're cool scenes. And it, it like visually yeah. they're really cool. But it it doesn't work. No. It's it's it 
the, this it was movie, a similar type. So, sorry, uh, no, no. Uh, sorry, I just wanted to say too that the 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 pacing of this movie and and what this movie what actually was like the genre that this movie should fit in was everywhere. There was comedy, there was drama, mm-hmm. there was action, yeah. there was a musical number. There was like this movie never really knew what it wanted to be. It did not pick a lane for it to stay in. No, it did not. It was yeah. swerving all over the interstate and was not getting pulled over. And it was very was confusing, like that one scene in Tenet. <laughs> Speaking of not staying Wait, in a lane and no one the understanding whole, it. The whole movie? Is that what you... <laughs> well, the, there, wasn't there a chase scene in Tenet? Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, I was losing my mind. I was like, I saw this movie and I had no, no idea what was going yeah, okay. on. So I, I could have... I'm picking up what you're... Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, but it, that, that type of like out of the blue musical works in the Miss Marvel show because it, it fit the tone. She's a 16 Because it had a girl. lane that it stayed in. Yeah. She was, she was a high schooler and you know, yeah, that made sense. Yeah. I think she was, come on, Khan was easily the breakout character of this movie to me. Well, she's the only character who's the most recent in anybody's mind that actually did something, you know, Captain well, Marvel. She's the most authentic. Well, Captain Marvel hasn't done anything in like what? Eight years. And that winter pretty movie much, came out. Much. And then Rambo, we see her for like a total of what? Maybe 15 minutes screen time in WandaVision. In WandaVision. And that's it. And now she suddenly yeah. has like a suit and is working <laughs> with sword. And you're like, what Like, what happened between there and there? Why are we not getting that part yeah. of the story? I it's think just... it's, a, it's a very obvious jump to me in the sense that um, Secret Invasion was supposed to be more of a bridge than it was. Oh, I think well, it's hey. I think it's very obvious to look at Secret Invasion and point that there are plot there there are gaps like you were talking about that could have been explained as various plot dumps in that show. Man, that they failed miserably on that, didn't they? Uh-huh. They absolutely <laughs> did. That show's bad. It's Ooh. actively bad. Ooh, man. Holy cow. I also want to say too, and this is something that you and I have actually gone back and forth about for a long time. You you don't fully agree with me on this thought process, but for me, there are a lot of casual fans that watch the MCU movies, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, they they go see, you know, they're like, "Oh, Marvel, I'll go see that movie." They're not worried yeah. about Disney Plus. They're not buying Disney Plus. They don't really care about watching a show, you know, maybe they don't have time for it. So they're like, "I'm just going to go see a movie." Yeah. Well, this is and and they've done this in one other movie. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was um Multiverse of Madness, where Scarlet Witch shows up and if you hadn't watched the show, then you'd be like, "Well, wait a second. You don't know what's going on." Yeah. Right. But you might be able to get away with that one but this one if you have not watched wandavision or miss uh um and i would say and if you haven't watched them both you have no idea what's going on no you would have no idea you would be so confused um yeah so i i don't know it was one of those things where it made me very concerned for the mcu because i was like yeah is this is this where we're headed? Like, is this what's going to be happening? Because I'm not too excited about this. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, they're, but based on, it's the end and the mid credit scene, right? Because there's not a traditional post credit scene. No. There are very pointed directions as to where the MCU is headed. Um, so, ultimately, good guys win. Uh, bad guys lose, but Monica Rambo, Photon, who is never called Photon in the movie at all, nope. um, does ultimately sacrifice herself to save time, to save the concept of time, the reality that the MCU exists in. 
she has to fix a rift, and she fixes it from the other side. Um, and the mid credit scene shows her waking up next to Maria Rambo, who in this universe is not her mother, because obviously, um, and Kelsey Grammer as Beast returns, and she is in the X-Mansion. So I think that's a very obvious direction, because she has to come back, right? Yeah, she would have to. They're not going to start another... They're not going to start a new MCU, like an MCAU, an alternate universe. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do that. No. So at some level, there's going to be probably a show, maybe like a, a Disney Plus original movie, like a, like a one hour special of how how she comes back. I don't know. Um, but I'm excited. I, I like the X-Men. I want more of them. I want them to be in the MCU faster because the MCU is fading aggressively. It is. And when you said MCAU, it made me think like Marvel Cinematic Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. Yeah. And that actually kind of um, something I kind of I, I should we should rewind and go back to real quick is uh, Deadpool. Um, I heard a rumor Again, another rumor. I'm not crazy about him, but um, the rumor is is that the plot of Deadpool is going to be Deadpool is going to be going to different universes to pick the prime hero, like the prime version of each hero, and is going to be mm -hmm. pulling them out to have this ultimate fight, this ultimate showdown at the end. And so that's why Hugh Jackman's Wolverine comes in because he is the prime um wolverine and I mean, so I we can all agree on that yes and so he is the best version of wolverine and so he will be pulled out and so it could be something like that where you know you know maybe even like kelsey Grammer's beast is the prime version of that and he comes out that way I, hot take i don't think he is i think Nick no Cruz i don't think so either is the is the better beast yeah but um but yeah that's i heard a rumor about that um but I, I don't know how how much that holds up. But something yeah, to think I mean, about. It, it is going to be multiverse jumping. I feel like that's kind of an accepted plot device for Deadpool three already. Is that they're not going to stay in one universe. So do you think that was a clear indication that the X Men really are coming to the MCU, or do you think that was just kind of like a ah, we'll just give them a bone. They they had to sit through this madness, so here's something fun for you. I have to think it's an eventuality, but that is based on, at some level, the MCU itself is unsustainable, and the X-Men are their last Hail Mary. I agree. So I think if it's done well, then it can lead to another... I don't know, probably not full decade, but another number of years of, of top-level movies. And if the X-Men are, are forced into the MCU, it'll flame out aggressively. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I uh, Something... I, I feel that there's going to be big changes here soon with the MCU. Yeah. Just like that there's obviously some big changes happening with Star Wars as well. Because these are two extreme moneymakers for Disney. And so yeah. they obviously are concerned because... They're not bringing in as many dollar bills as they would like. And so they're going to be working really hard to correct it. And I think they're probably, it wouldn't surprise me if that's just what they start doing is they just start listening to fans and they're just like, all right, yeah. you know what? This is what they keep talking they about. So let's just go ahead and yeah. give it to them. Which, I mean, if you're wanting to make money, it makes sense. Go ahead and do that. Yeah, that's I completely my, agree. That's just my opinion. But um, another pointed direction for the MCU is the end of the movie. Oh, yes. Um, we we finally get uh, more screen time for the character everybody wanted. Lucky the pizza dog is back on screen. 
Um, but Lucky the Pizza Dog lets you know that Kate Bishop is about to be there. And uh, Kamala Khan, the ultimate uh, Avengers fangirl, is recruiting Kate Bishop. It's got to be like word for word what Fury said to, to Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be. <laughs> Sitting in the dark, being just like a, a creep. And I don't know, it works. She's just such an earnest character where it genuinely does feel like if you were a teenager and you were obsessed with something and then you became part of that thing, how would you behave? Yeah. And I feel like you, I, I would have behaved like Kamala Khan is in these, in this scenario. So she's recruiting Kate Bishop, um, to a young Avengers team. And it really does make me wonder who the rest of that team is. Yep. Yep. Because Shuri has got to be, she makes an appearance. She has to iron heart. Riri Williams, will be the Iron Man equivalent. I would think so. But who's who's the rest of the team? Surely they don't get Gore's daughter from Love and Thunder. Fingers crossed. That movie's an abomination and should never be thought of again. <laughs> um, Do you think they'll bring in, like, a really young um, Amadeus Cho? Ooh, see, I would like that. But I feel like you can't have Amadeus Cho and Riri Williams. You can't have dueling geniuses. Ooh, that, that's true. Because they're both, like... Th- th- <sighs> They wouldn't get along in the way that Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner and uh, Downey's Tony Stark did. Oh, you know what? I forgot that Hulk Bruce, has a son. I forgot about that. How about old is Scar. his son? I t- time is a myth. When did <laughs> when did he have time to have a son? That that um, yeah, that's a good question too. Because the the whole timing of Ragnarok is really weird. Because like. That happened like two weeks after Age of Ultron, right? It was something like that. But he had been on whatever the Grandmaster's planet was for like three years or something. Like Mm -hmm. time just travels at a different rate in different places in the universe. Time is relevant. Um, Time is a myth. Time is a construct. Um, <laughs> I am, I say that as a meme, but I feel like I'm getting to a point where I genuinely believe it. Yeah. Because I went outside today at 4.30 and it was 9 o'clock outside. <laughs> it's right. Yeah, that is that is accurate. Well, um, there's way too many Marvel movies to rate them. Um, you are not lying. And so um, on a scale of 1 to 10... I'll go ahead and say I'm putting this at a four. I, I really, it's not a four to me. I li- I it's... liked I liked Captain Marvel so much more than this one. I um, think that's fair. And I really wasn't I even that crazy fair. about Captain Marvel. To you be did honest. not like it very much, no. But <laughs> this one I hated that much more. So it's the thing about this movie that is so conflicting is. At the end of the day, it is a completely middle-of-the-road movie that is dragged down by some just horrible creative decisions. Yeah. Um, so I want to give it like a like a 7, but I can't. It's not a 7. So I'm going to give it a very generous like 6-5. Okay. So it's, it's very watchable, but like... So, so between us, it's a 5.3-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still... It's somewhat astoundingly nowhere close to the worst marvel movie it's like no thor 2 and thor 4 are both worlds worse than this movie yeah definitely this the second thor um the dark world is that what it was called Mm -hmm. 
You know, and even yeah, like I, the only other movie that has gotten even close to at least the box office numbers for, um, you know, the Marvels was uh, The Incredible Hulk, um, which The Incredible Hulk stands up. I, it was on TV recently and I watched it. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not. I think it's just it's not what everybody was expecting at the time yeah. when it came out. Um, but it's, I, it's personally, I think I think the Marvels is better than Eternals. OK, Eternals was bad. I give you I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't even remember it was what not rating a good movie. I, I remember. I don't even remember what rating I gave the the Eternals, but I will. I will agree with that. It was better than that. Yeah. So I mean, there we're looking at what like approaching thirty movies in the MCU now. Yeah, something it's, like that. It's bottom ten, but I don't think it's bottom five for no, me. Uh, I don't know. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very close. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it's one of those movies. Go check it out if you want to. Um, if you know, I'm to that point too now in my life that it's like, if you're hesitant about seeing a movie, just wait till it's on streaming. Cause it will be soon. I'm sure, you know, especially yeah. with the numbers that it's getting right now, it'll probably be on streaming pretty quick. I would think <sighs> maybe, I don't know. I, I expect it between Christmas and Valentine's day. Yeah. Um, which is still going to be the, it's got to be the most rapid turnaround for an MCU movie. But, uh, so as far as MCU goes though, this, that's it for this year. Um, with the exception of, uh, um, of what, what if. if, um, but, uh, next year we only got one MCU movie. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm actually going to see what MCU release calendar. Um, oh, did man. Agatha get moved? I wonder if that got canceled. I haven't heard a single thing about Agatha. Okay. What was it like? Uh, this Agatha is an IGN and the article of Chaos from or something like that? Last week. Yes. Uh, da, da, da. MCU, every upcoming movie and TV show. Um, X-Men 97 is just quoted as early 2024. Agatha Darkhold Diaries is fall 2024, but I thought that they had a different name. changed the name. It was Coven um, of Chaos. Spider- Spider-Man freshman year is just 2024, and then we're into into 2025. So what's Spider-Man still freshman not year? a whole lot. I think it's that animated show. I think the only Spider-Man, we have a teaser for it. The only Spider-Man animated show I know of is Spidey and His Amazing Friends. Uh, yeah, no, there's it's an animated show that comes out next year. Is oh. an upcoming animated American web television series. That eh, get it web series because it's Spider-Man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we are possibly going to be reviewing killer, um, on Netflix. Um, I don't know where we'll, John and I will talk about it. Uh, but as, unless something else crazy happens, we will be here every other Monday, uh, the first and third Monday of the month. Um, so oh, gosh, Right. We've got uh, this episode that's releasing uh, that you're listening to right now on the 20th. And then we've got two more episodes to finish up the year. Uh, and then we still got to figure out what we're going to be reviewing for next year, because with all the MCU stuff being pushed back, um, we might be doing a lot of older stuff, which I'm fine with that. I, I've... I tell you what, Jay, and I'll, I'll run this past you live during recording. Um, the way the Marvels ends in the X mansion really had me wanting to rewatch X two. I just watched that recently, actually. It, I mean, I remember it being the best of the original X Men trilogy, so I think that would be a fun. How has this held up? Review that could be fun. We'll, we'll see. 
we we will uh we will explore that possibility but uh we will be back with you in two weeks um but glad to be back glad to have you back but until then nerd out